Hi, this is Kate. Make sure and go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. You're going to get special deals from my Patriot Supply and a payment plan. Isn't that amazing? You can do this on payments, which makes it easier on the budget. But make sure you have a food supply. Make sure you're um, adding to that food supply. All you need to do is go to preparewithkate.com. Thanks, you guys. America, drowning in information, starving for wisdom. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Hey guys, I just got my 79th booster shot, so I'm a little out of it. I'm just relaxing, but fortunately I don't have to work tomorrow because I haven't had a job in 16 years. So I'm just hanging out here in quarantine camp. I was arrested and thrown in here last week for sneezing near a baby who has a .0000034 chance of getting COVID. So we're just locked down in the new Tupac variant, but it is good to finally see a diverse variant, right? Finally, some black representation in these variants. But anyways, Lord Fauci says we'll be out of this in the next 30 years if we just stay strong. So let's recite the COVID prayer. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Jab, 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 shush. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. Last hour on a Friday. Can you believe you made it through your week? Is it flying by kind of quick now? Because I'm telling you, I don't know where the year went. Still don't. In fact, I thought, I, I, I swear to you, I was just here doing the month of October shows last year. I mean, that's that crazy. Where did this year go? Uh, anyway, I have wonderful guests in this hour, and I really want you to hear what they have to say because their hospital visit... Wow. I just, I think they want to help you to help you understand what to do if you're in this situation and the horrific situation they were put in. And this is something that's happening all over the country. All the stories are virtually the same. That's really scary. But I want you to hear from them instead of me, right? Um, what is going on in these hospitals? And so I have invited uh, Dustin and Molly on to share with us their story. And I hope that it can help. And I know they hope it can help you. And as as we progress into the actual flu and pneumonia uh, season that bypassed us for the last 19, 20 months, um, everybody needs to be armed with information right now. And I'm hoping this will help. Also go to katedallyradio.com. We had Barbara Bartlett on, sister of Dr. Richard Bartlett, who brought out the budesonide um, discussion a year ago. She came on to talk about rights in the hospital. And it's really important to know what you, you know, what you can do when the hospital acts tyrannical. And even then it's not a foolproof. That's why we say treat it early and avoid the hospital at all costs. But uh, Dustin and Molly, um, I am so grateful that you're on to tell your story. Thank you for telling it, because it's, it's kind of hard to tell a story like this live on the air. So I really appreciate you guys coming on. Welcome. Thank you, Kate. It's nice to be on the show. Absolutely. So, uh, so Dustin, give us a little, give us a little uh, sample of, of the timeline of like what happened to you guys and what, why, you fa- why you found yourself in, uh, in, a, in a hospital up in Salt Lake City. So most of the time we treat with vitamins and everything like that. We've had this plenty of times, and we've never had to go to ICU or mm-hmm. any kind of hospital visits. Sure. Um, on, the, on the 5th of September, uh, we had our baby boy. Um, he, My wife had a C-section, and um, no sign of COVID whatsoever. Um, I'm thinking she got it from surgery. 
And you um, said September September the 5th, so this wasn't even a month ago. This was just... Right. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So she began coughing quite a bit after the chest pains. They said it was normal um, for after C-section. Uh, she was released on the 7th with no tests done, uh, minus some blood work um, for her hemoglobin and all that kind of stuff. Uh, on a 10th, we went to, or she went to urgent care because I was out of town uh, with her mom, mm-hmm. who's in town, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she's had pneumonia before, so she kind of knows what the symptoms are. Well, they just quoted her as having COVID mm-hmm. and sent her home. Hmm. So then what? So, so later that day, she told me she, she wanted to go to the ER. So we went to a different hospital, and they told her that she had viral pneumonia. Okay. Actually, actually took the x-rays and everything like that. Sent her home with no care. Um, didn't give her any steroids. They told her, we asked about if she could use a butyrol because she mm-hmm. has it for a, sure. uh, asthma. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, you can use it, you know, um, just, you know, stay uh, rested and drink lots of water and fluids and stuff and you'll be fine. Okay. Well, two days later, the following Monday, um, she got severely tired and she was very lethargic. So I went and bought a pulse oximeter, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly recommend for right. every household in this country to have one Amen. or in the world. Honestly, it mm-hmm. saved her life. Uh, she was at 65. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so very, very low. And for mm-hmm. her to be, even be alert at that point was mm-hmm. just, you know, sure. God sent. Right. So, um, at the ER, um, where we had the baby at the hospital, we had the baby. Um, she was admitted to the ICU from the ER within out within a matter of an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they already quoted that she'd be there seven days minimum. Yeah, they seem to do um, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crystal just ball. Just from your story, you know, it seems to be a proven number for some reason. Yeah, but. crystal ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> sure. So. We're at that ICU. They actually granted me access to be in the ICU with her uh, that night, but I had our child, and he was, you know, he was just freshly born, so I didn't really want him susceptible to anything else going on in the sure. ICU. Uh, so I ended up taking him home, and he had a doctor appointment the next day anyway. So, um, But she stayed, and, and the chief administrator actually personally called me and told me that, they would allow me to stay with, with Molly, um, to help her with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And you know, as well as I do that, um, morality of patients, um, Mm -hmm. very dependable on if they can see loved ones or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. So I got, finally I was on my way down there because I was trying to leave after a doctor I didn't like at that hospital uh, was leaving and she was the one throwing the fit about me being there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a small town in, um, in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying not to get names of towns mm-hmm. involved because sure. people would know exactly what right, hospitals right. they are. And um, so we uh, got down there quick or we got, sorry, I got, they, they gave me a call and told me that she wasn't doing very good, mm-hmm. um, that they talked about life her to a bigger hospital for 
better treatment. Okay. Okay. Um, so when I got there, the doctors came in and we ended up calling the hospital down in uh, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And I verified with them, like, their, the times that we could uh, visit and um, if they did the high-dose uh, intravenous mm-hmm. vitamin C drips and mm-hmm. vitamin drips. They said, yeah, we do all of that. And mm-hmm. the, the visitation was from 9 to 9, and they didn't give, tell me there was a two-hour window in there. <laughs> and um, so my wife agreed to go down there because she could see me 12 hours out of the day. Right. That's great. Which is a huge, a huge deal, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a lot of time. So she got flown down there at 2.22 a.m. Um, and I drove uh, on the 15th. Mm-hmm. And so they actually came, picked her up, and took her down there because she was on such high dose right. or, or high flow uh, oxygen. Mm-hmm. So basically I got down there. And on the way there, I got a call from two doctors. One was the oncoming doctor, or one was the initial doctor when she got there, and one was the oncoming doctor. Okay. Um, they argued, both doctors basically argued me on the phone about what they wanted to do, and I told them no to the remdesivir and then no to vents. Right. Um, for, you know, for sure. I was like, those, those two alone had killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done our research, you know. We, we looked into this beforehand you know, if something ever did happen. Sure. So, um, on the, the call with the second doctor, she got to the point where she's like, I don't like where this call is going. And she about hung up the phone on me. Well, all I wanted to do was get information. Mm-hmm. And you remained and, calm on the phone. I mean, as calm as you could be, it's a pretty stressful situation, but, uh, it's kind of sad that she was to the point where she wanted to hang up on you instead of talking to you. That's worrisome. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like she ran out of time, you know, like she was just didn't have the time to to talk or give information or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, so I finally got down there. I had to take a COVID test, uh, which was fine. I took it and I didn't have COVID. You know, I was mm-hmm. around my wife for a week and a half and I never got COVID. Amazing how that's happening. All the loved ones in America can go <laughs> in and they're not even, you know, getting sick from their loved one, but they think it's a super spreader. You know, it's exactly. Wow. Anyway, so I got the COVID test. I was able to go up. Um, I already had a red flag on me. Within an hour of getting up to the ICU to see her, uh, I had a security guard come in to talk with me uh, and said that I only had two hours, and I wasn't even within an hour of being there. Jeez. And a red flag because of the conversation with the doctor earlier where she wanted to hang up on you? That one? As far as I know, that's the only thing. (laughs) That's the only interaction. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So any by the time I got done with the thing, I wanted to talk to a doctor. They couldn't find me one. They said that she would end up calling me. I said, okay. By the time that happened, there was two security guards up there to escort me out. Um, <laughs> under what, under what pretense? I mean, what, what were you doing that they would have to escort you out? Uh, I was talking to my wife and holding her hand in the, in the ICU unit. I don't know. Honestly, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> It's amazing. I've I've heard I've heard of this though that that no matter what you say they'll say it's threatening speech and they'll try to toss you out or bring security in. I wonder if people get to bring security in 
on the doctors because of what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Does the security also work in reverse or is it just against people visiting their loved ones? Really kind of a weird thing going on there. Yeah. Right. You know, mm. it'd be nice if we could do that. Yeah, but. that would be nice. I wonder, I guess it's just their, you know, their, their heavy arms, you know, to show up. And so they escorted you out. Were you allowed back in? I was allowed back in the next day. Um, they said I didn't have to make appointments or anything like that. Um, I talked to the patient advocates because at that time they said that there was, there was a slight chance when I talked to the nurse down there on my way down mm-hmm. or before I came down that I'd be able to stay in the room. So I did talk to a, an advocate and the administration about possibly staying the night since mm-hmm. we live so far away, you know, right, in the right. room. Right. They said no, so we just we just kind of dropped it with no know. reason, um, no reasoning behind that. Just a no, um, a flat no. The reason it was our protocol. I'm pretty course. sure that was the reasoning behind it. Sure, the protocol, the protocol. We're going to have to go to a break, but we're going to come right back. We'll also speak with Molly too, but I'll have you finish this timeline up and because um, I think after this you were escorted out and not allowed back in. So you you got to hang on, hear his story, my guests, uh, Dustin and Molly, to tell their story. You Hopefully this will help some of you um, in the same situation. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. There you go. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with one of the most important commercials that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last eight months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, now you can help in a couple ways. First, get everyone you know to go to my new media platform, frankspeech.com. There you'll find all the footage from my cyber symposium and many other important broadcasts. Also, I am personally doing a new daily live show to get the truth out. It's at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Secondly, I'm offering some of the best prices ever on MyPillow products, but they're only available on frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. I see trees of green, red roses. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I'm glad you're with me on a Friday, by the way. And uh, we're getting about a million uh, listens and shares on um, on. Uh, 
on <laughs> my brain, SoundCloud. And uh, you can go to the bottom of katedallyshow.com or katedallyradio.com. We're getting about a million a month right now, and it's really been amazing. We're able to share a lot of information to help people, and that's really, truly the goal. Um, go to mypillow.com and make sure that you are um, um, buying products for your home, sheets and towels and pillows from mypillow.com. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up. He's been a fan, he's been a fan of the show, and he's a fantastic help to the show. And he's um, uncovering all of the uh, King Fraud a lot and his little, you know, Hormala. They are basically, uh, they've cooed. They've cooed our country. So Mike Lindell is the only private citizen that's spending his money on exposing the fraudulent election. So make sure that you support MyPillow.com and it supports the show and get fabulous products. MyPillow, 20 bucks right now on sale, which is an amazing deal. And also the sheets, $49. Grab these because they're like my grandma sheets that she used to have on her bed that I used to covet. They are amazing quality. And so get these uh, products. You'll get 66% off by putting the code Kate in, K-A-T-E. Um, all right. My guest, uh, Dustin and Molly, I'm so great to them for sharing their story because it's not easy to do this trust me and uh, it isn't it's not easy when it's your own personal story and they found themselves at a hospital and they also found themselves in a situation that I hope none of you are in she had just had a baby and um, they just it was a it was a hard situation they were also far away from home and so what do you do and so Dustin let's go back back to you let's finish up the timeline so what happened after um, you had a kind of a red flag on you you had two security officers and then they were only allowing you in for a couple of hours were you able to get the high flow um, or the um, the high dose vitamins because remember they had told you that they had those things were you able to get those from Molly so they did give us vitamins but it was only 500 milligrams yeah they tried to do like that to us too. tried to fuse me yeah they tried so. to do that to us too and they wouldn't and then we had to push for the intravenous high dose okay so yeah, we, we tried but i couldn't get to that point um mm-hmm. i i wasn't allowed the following day was the last day i was allowed in the hospital so um, what happened that you were not allowed in the hospital with your wife so the next day the doctor actually came into the room um, in her full gear, you know, the head yeah. oxygen, Hazmat thing suit. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in there in just a mask. So I don't <laughs> sure. know what their protocols are exactly for that, mm-hmm. but um, everybody wore different stuff. Right. Um, so I talked to the doctor and I asked, we were talking about remdesivir, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we knew about it. We knew other protocols. We asked about a math plus protocol that, um, is the ivermectin, uh, yeah. has ivermectin in it and a bunch of other vitamin regimens and all that kind of stuff too, which they denied. And um, I asked her about the remdesivir and she said, well, it's a good, it's good stuff, basically. <laughs> and I said, so can you, how long has it been on the market? Oh, mm-hmm. for years. Really? And she said a long time, sorry, a long time. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how long? She said, oh, years. I said, okay, that." That's all you can tell me about it. And she, she just had this blank stare on her face. <laughs> well, I had the stuff pulled up about the math plus protocol and information on that. And I went to grab my phone off the charger. That was literally, I mean, it was, it was on the wall beside her, but she, I was on the other side of the bed and she literally backed up about six feet from me. I, I didn't know if that was just the protocol, you know, for staying six feet from each other. Right. So then I, I went and grabbed my phone and showed her the, the information. We stood side by side. And then I went and grabbed my wife's phone and put it back on the charger. And she did the same thing. And she had this weird look on her face. And I said, 
what's wrong? I said, do you think I'm going to hurt you? And she's like, well, I don't know. I said, I've never been in a fight in my life, and that's not why I'm here. I'm not I'm not that kind of a person. Right. Um, and she's like, well, we, we can't be too sure, you know, just just <laughs> throwing stuff out there that, that so, was, I wasn't taking one false move towards her. I never raised my voice towards her. I never yelled at her. Maybe my voice now, I don't know if I sound like I'm yelling right now. No, you don't. You sound calm. And your wife's in the hospital after just having a baby with COVID <laughs> in ICU. So, I mean, I, I've noticed there. There, it's almost like this, we're going to act fearful at any anything and everything because then we can claim threats, right? So we can remove you from the hospital so we can do what we want. Sorry, that's my take. Nope, that, you're 100% on, on the ball. So, um they so, threw you out. They threw you out. Well, they didn't throw me out, so um, I left, okay. and they had a security guard up there the entire time I was up there this time, um, just sitting there, you know, peeking through the window every mm-hmm. five seconds, you know, with my wife in a gown that she was naked underneath, and who yeah. knows what he was looking at. But anyway, uh, we won't go there. Right. So, um, so the next day comes around. Uh, or that night comes, and she needs a prone pillow to lay on. The mm-hmm. hospital has no prone pillows. Okay. Okay, whatsoever. Um, a, a hospital of that size should have some kind of medical device for <laughs> her would, to use, right? I would think. Mm-hmm. I ended up finding one six hours away in her hometown in Wyoming uh, from a mm-hmm. very nice lady. Uh, my father-in-law ended up driving it down that night overnight, to get it to me at five o'clock in the morning, which I ran in as quick as I could for her to use. Okay. Um, didn't know I was trespassed at that time. Nobody said anything to me about it. So me yeah. and my father-in-law went in the next that morning, and we were going to talk to the administration to find out some answers and protocols and right. you know what was going on because we could not get a hold of anybody on the ICU level to get information on how she was doing. Hmm. Um, and you couldn't they wouldn't go in. return calls. They wouldn't, mm-hmm. a doctor wouldn't, you know, you couldn't get a hold of a doctor. I got hung up on twice by them just picking up the phone and, 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 uh, hanging it up. Hmm. So, um, trying to think where I'm at. So, uh, so it, we went up to administration, mm-hmm. wore a mask and everything that you're supposed to do, you know, and got up there and the ladies were super friendly with us and, asking us we want a coffee and um and uh cream and sugar and all that you know just being super friendly well they asked what what room my wife was in well i told them well there's the red flag at the top of her chart um and she's like okay somebody will come up to talk with you okay well we're like oh cool you know we're just sitting here relaxing drinking coffee Mm -hmm. and here comes a security guard um into the room. She didn't call anybody. She called security. So, um, so you weren't allowed to call somebody. She called security. But so in the interest of time, you weren't allowed up there at that point. Were you then out of the hospital where they said you were going to be trespassing? If you came in, did they just tell you you weren't allowed to come back up? Yes. Basically they escorted us down to the bottom. Luckily there was a supervisor nurse there Mm -hmm. that came up to see us. I don't know. And I told her, I pleaded with her my story and told her I was just worried about my wife and that there was nothing, no threats, not so whatsoever. Right. But um, luckily, my father-in-law was able to talk her talk his way into seeing uh, my wife 
because I had not he been able to go up and see her. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, she doesn't remember much of the timeline there. She wouldn't have had anybody up there to, you know, um, help, boost yeah. her morale and, you know, know that somebody's there with her. Wow. And I think she'd be dead. Mm-hmm. I honestly think she'd be dead. Um, I mean, we do credit a lot to God for her, her being sure. alive and stuff like that. So, uh, my gosh, but, so then you were stuck outside the hospital how many days? I mean, where they would not let you see her and weren't giving you updates? Uh, 12 days, I believe it was. Jeez. And you're the husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to put, uh, Molly, are you there? Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine the situation. Um, were they, what were they, what were they doing as far as uh, talking about the ventilator to you? Do you remember that? Do you remember any parts of that? Uh-huh. I do remember bits and pieces. Um, my first week in ICU was pretty foggy. I'm, I don't know if it was the medicines they were giving me or mm-hmm. if it was my body's protection or whatever. But um, I have been told by doctors um, when I was very coherent alert afterwards that anytime that somebody mentioned the word ventilator in my room that I would say, no, no, I don't want to go on a ventilator and I don't want the R drug is what I was calling it. <laughs> the R drug, um, remdesivir. I couldn't remember the name of it and I called it the R drug. Wow. Um but I do know from looking back at text messages that I sent to Dustin, mm-hmm. they were talking about the ventilator almost every day. Jeez. Um, if I made two steps forward, they still talked about the ventilator. And then it was like I took a step backwards. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was the, the mental side of healing. Right. Um, right. I, I was terrified. I did not want to be on a ventilator. But we, we know people that have died from being on ventilators. The mortality rate, you it cuts mm-hmm. your chance of survival in half. So, yeah, at least. Um, <laughs> Thank God we had done the research and it was in my mind because they said I could be almost sleeping. Yeah. And as soon as I heard the word ventilator, no. <laughs> did you ever get to a so, point where they, they you, you were wore down by them at all? I mean, would you get to, I mean, because I can't imagine being sick and then having somebody kind of wear you down with ventilator, ventilator, ventilator over and over again. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine what it was like. I'm sure you might have felt very alone. <laughs> with, um, I did. You know, um, I, there's, like I said, I remember bits and pieces. Right. Um, there was a day my dad was there and he said, I looked like I had death on my face. And I, I don't remember the conversation, but my dad has said that I told him I was done. I was giving right. up and Jeez. I wasn't going to go home. What was they could you, put me on a ventilator. I was done. Jeez. What was your oxygen level at? Um, I believe I would, I, as far as I know, cause I was on a CPAP machine mm-hmm. at that point. Sure. Um, it was, it was in the nineties. If I tried to do any activity, it, it, just plummeted but Mm -hmm. um with the CPAP I was in the 90s um Mm. but if my dad wouldn't have been there that day Mm -hmm. and my mind was at that point he immediately went into showing picture pictures of Dustin and our three right are you there oh I hope they're still there um if they aren't I know they'll call back (laughs) Molly are you there um they might have hung up, so I'm sure they'll call back. But I was just going to say, too, you know, my husband's inflammatory markers, if the number, if the value was a, a 0.0 to 1.0, my husband was in the 20s. You know, like the inflammatory markers were that high on my husband and the oxygen at 79. And I'm telling you what, um, they they were like, you know, ventilator, ventilator, this is the next step, and over and over again, too. So... I know that kind of pressure and I knew what we wanted and what we didn't want, but I hope people listening to Molly and Dustin's story will understand that 
you have to go in with the knowledge of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what you know and what you don't know. Um, okay. Are you back with us? Okay. Yes. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, and so we, Wyoming service. No, that's okay. We have um, about a minute, about a minute, but, but did, okay. I, how did you, did, were they, were, were you asking why they kicked your husband out? Were you getting any answers? I did. I did and they just kept telling me that he was a threat. And I, I would say he, he's the sweetest guy I know. He would never, he's never been in a fight Yeah. and they would come back and say, well, he's got a, you've got a red flag. He is not allowed. Even when I was out of ICU, they reminded me, my husband was not permitted in the hospital. So <sighs> I really worry about the patient, the protocols the hospitals have because banning family members, especially a spouse, right? it's going to kill the patients because mental is just as important as a physical healing. No, you're right. And are they conjuring up and, and, um, and, and saying things about patients that are maybe resistant to the protocol and that's their way to get rid of people not exactly. differing with them. Right. And so basically right, they didn't like agreeing to these high dollar drugs. So <sighs> Jeez, I'm I'm really proud of you guys, though. You did your homework. You you were standing up to it. You were saying, you know, hey, that's not what we want. And we don't want to use the experimental emergency use drug remdesivir as we'll be, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I went to my dentist and my dentist goes, oh, your gums are so good now. And I said, well, I'm taking this stuff called Balance of Nature. And she pulls out a bottle <laughs> and she goes, oh, you want some? And they were all hooked on it. it it's, it's really good. I have cut down on supplements so much. Uh, with this because it's giving me a balance and I can tell it and I can really definitely see a difference in energy stamina and I'm sure that if that's doing better the inside of me is doing better get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home right now balance of nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code kate talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the kate daly show If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today, cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Hi there, welcome back, Kate Daly Show, or can they? Or can they take that away? Well, um, I'll tell you what, we're living in a different world in 2021 right now. And you know what? Uh, When it comes right down to it, family's important and uh, God's important and our freedoms are important and they're important for a reason. And we should be able to say what uh, control we have over our bodies and what happens to us. But in the hospitals right now, you're not going to find that. And that's this is the hard, rude awakening that we're all getting right now that many people out there don't want to believe. 
but just wait until you have to deal with it. And it is horrific every step of the way. Um, my guests are Dustin and Molly and Dustin was, uh, thrown out of the hospital. Um, as far when I say thrown out, I mean, wasn't allowed back in. Okay. Wasn't allowed back into the hospital for 12 days, um, to see his wife and wasn't getting updates on her care. And, she was in there um, by herself. They were far away from home and just had a baby. Can you even imagine the stress? And um, he didn't do anything to have that happen to him. He simply did not do anything to have that happen. So uh, Dustin and Molly, thank you for being on the show. And, uh, and, and so, oh my gosh, by the way, Dustin, just to kind of finish off your part of this story too. Um, what, what I, I'm, I know cause you had contacted me and, and we had had some conversations because you weren't allowed back in the hospital. You were red flagged and they wouldn't allow you back in with your wife, which I think is criminal and, and, and right. certainly not based on anything to, to make that happen. You weren't saying anything or doing anything threatening and, but you just didn't want their protocol. You came in armed with some research and they didn't, I don't think they liked that possibly. So, so what happened? Did you, did you try to get a policeman to get I mean, what happened to, to try to, to try to end this crazy that they wouldn't let you back in? So basically when they escorted me and my father-in-law down from the administration building, there was a policeman already staying outside um, that they called and he was trying to figure out why he was there. in the first place because we weren't trespassed and he had no reason to be there in the first place. And I, you know, I, I, I'm, I like police officers. They, they have, you know, a a reason to be there. And I shook his hand and said, you know, thanks for what you do and everything. And we ended up shaking the the security guards hands because that's the kind of guy I am. And, um, but there was no getting around it. I talked to the advocates. I've talked to the administrations. I've talked to the, a line that they gave me to for the safety of the patient. I've talked to about everything and in these big corporation hospitals, the mm-hmm. corporate hospitals, they, they're a closed system. And if they don't want you in, you're not going to get in. Wow. And by the time you get a lawyer involved, it's already two to three weeks out and there's nothing that you can do. Could you're, you you're transfer her? Dead by that point. Could you transfer her? I tried. I tried my heart. I tried to find every hospital and whatever yeah. I could. But the problem is, is she needed such high flow oxygen that to move her probably could have killed her as well. Right. Right. Wow. Um, <laughs> and and while I'm trying to do this, my truck got broken into and they stole our baby uh, um, diaper bag, diaper bag yeah. with uh, her breast pump in it and just a bunch of other things. I guess they did get some Oxycontin that she had from her C-section. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they made out with that. But um, so it's just one thing after another that just happened. And, and just the, uh, I just the spending of, of everything while your your loved ones are in the hospital, it just gets out of control. I and don't. for a big hospital, they don't have anywhere that you can stay for a cheap cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. And which, which takes effect on you know your finances and everything like that. So it's it's not just a she's in there and mm-hmm. I'm out here, right? You know, and I'm scared to death every day that they're going to do something to take her phone because nobody would know. They could take her phone and not allow anybody up there and say right. some other kind of protocol, you know? Right. And, and I was just you know I prayed daily and more than that I I prayed ten to twelve times a day probably that you know for her safety. And yeah. 
we had multiple thousands of people praying for her and so I just want to thank I want to thank everybody that helped has helped us so far honestly. Do you do you, I know um, you've gone you've gone so long without work too. Do you have a GoFundMe account that we could tell people about? Uh, my sister-in-law, I'm not the type to set one up. I know you're not, but I'm, I'm going to mention it anyway, because I know you won't. <laughs> um, so where, where can people find that? And I'll also put it in show notes, too. My sister-in-law did set me set us up okay. one. I'll, I'll, um, I'll put it into show notes. I'll put it in show notes. Please visit katedallyradio.com and look at the show notes and help this family out, because they were there a long time without being able to work. It's been tough on the family, and they could use some help. And I'll give that... Um, GoFundMe account there. Is that all right? And maybe on the Kate Daly Show Facebook page? Would that be okay? Yeah. Uh, we thank you for thank that. You. Well, much. sure. And I know you guys, I know you would not do it yourselves. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> so I'm kind of making you give people that account because you seriously need some help, um, some financial help if everybody could just pitch in. You know, it just the mm-hmm. smallest amount can all add up and we could all be a part of helping this poor family that had to endure all of this because you're right, it wasn't cheap and they don't, they don't provide anything. So people are kind of stuck and then all of a sudden you're stuck outside the hospital. And then Molly, mm-hmm. um, as far as that goes, you you were fit, you were able to text him or FaceTime him when you I were in there? I was able to text him and fa- yeah, FaceTime or duo him. Um, but the first week I was, I was, like I said, I was so groggy, but by the time that I was coherent and alert and up and going and stuff, um, I was obviously able to advocate for myself a little bit more, but there was questions I had that are, you know, like you said in your, in your video with you and your husband, we're a team. This is our, this is our yeah. life. This is our family. Um, so what I, what happens to me does affect him because we have three children to raise. And, um, I, I just, it was very hard because he wasn't in the loop and I didn't actually know that he wasn't able to get answers fully, um, until afterwards, because I assumed that my doctors were talking to him. Um, I guess I just assumed that's part of, you know, normal protocol would be for the spouse to be. Right. Stuff, so, and they weren't. They um, would not give him updates, so they wouldn't return calls. No. Am I am I correct on that? No, that is correct. Um, and you know, I had great nurses. There were some great nurses and some great therapists and stuff, but there were definitely Debbie Downers. Um, mm-hmm. There were definitely some of the doctors that I did not care for at all. Right. Um, they just it, you. I I don't know. I, the protocols have got to change. Um, you know, I, I was worried. I, I'm somebody that I asked about every single thing they gave me when I was coherent. Sure. Um, down to, you know, if they gave me melatonin to help sleep or a right. vitamin. Right. Um, and you refused I, I remdesivir. To... You refused remdesivir. You refused the vent and uh, did I not did. let them give you those. And were you able to get budesonide? Were you able to get, get the high dose after a while or never again? Mm-hmm. They... I asked several times. Um, I wanted higher doses of vitamins. Um, I was asking for different things and I was told no flat out that the doctor would not approve it because it was not part of their protocol. What about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I I asked for it. We had it available um, Mm -hmm. if they would have allowed it, um, even if they didn't provide it. But um, I was told told that Dustin couldn't even bring in um, supplements to help my my breast milk come back um, when I was finally told I could start pumping again. Um, it was not part of the protocol. It was not allowed by the hospital. Wow. Um, they offered prescriptions, but for him to bring me anything natural, he could bring me food or not. Oh, he, technically, he, technically he, sorry, my, my dad, it wasn't even Dustin through Dustin. My dad was able to bring me food, right. but if I asked for some kind of supplement to help my, my milk come back in, um, I was told no. 
I, that's just so criminal to me. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and, and you're stuck in an ICU. It's not like you can, you feel like you can leave. And, um, and I remember like how, shower for 12 days. Oh my gosh. I just remember how desperate your husband sounded and it was so hard because I could feel it in, in emails that he sent and I could feel, I mean, he was so desperately worried and desperately worried that, that they would be able to talk you into something or, um, you know, go against your wishes or his wishes. And like you said, you're a team. That's what's so sad to me is they did not honor that, would not honor that and act like, you know, he was cut out too. I just is amazing to me. Um, and you know, so you started getting better. Um, what do you think, what do you think helped you take a turn for the better? Um, honestly, prayers and God, um, I, we had, we had thousands of people praying for me and Mm -hmm. still do. And, um, I just, I had the will to fight. I had, I had a brand new newborn Mm -hmm. and our toddler and our, our older son at home. And, um, I, I knew they needed me and right. I needed to get home to them. Oh. And uh, it, it took pushing doctors. Um, they kept telling me that I was going to be there longer. And I said, I'm not, I need to get home to my baby. Right. And I, I, um, I actually was able to convince, um, thankfully through some progress and will and determination and the fact that they knew I was coming home to a good support system to get discharged a few days early after I got out of ICU into normal floor. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I was like, you guys aren't doing anything more than in-home care. I'm, I'm on oxygen still. I will be for a while. I know that. I've mm-hmm. got physical therapy in home, and I, I, we're still on a, a road ahead of us. But to be home with our kids and right. um, to be able to see and kiss my husband, yeah. and my parents are here helping, and I, I needed that support for my right. mental health. Right. Um, being in a room for, with four walls, staring at a TV all day or staring outside is not healthy. <laughs> I can only um, plus the stress of knowing your husband's out in the parking yeah. lot or stuck someplace without you and not allowed in. I, I just, that would be, that would be horrific to me. I can't imagine yeah. what that yeah, would be. So like. I, uh, I, uh, I was discharged on the 27th and, um, after 15 days in the hospital, 12 of them in ICU and we, uh, we're now at home. Uh, I'm, taking a large amount of supplements, vitamins and stuff to help boost my immunity, especially focusing on my lungs, mm-hmm. um, doing some, some natural breathing treatments and right. uh, getting to treat me the way that right. should I should have been treated from the get-go. Oh, um, amen to that. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so your story, uh, I hope I, I just, I, it's just, it's making me teary because I can't imagine having a brand new baby and then all of a sudden going through all of this at the same time. And, and, and Dustin, is there is something, is there anything you want the audience to know about your situation? I know we only have a few minutes left, but is there something that, that you want them to know to be prepared for this somehow, some way? I don't know. As far as I can say, research stuff that won't allow you to go into the hospital period. Um, when they get you in the hospital, they got you. And mm-hmm. I mean, unless you have a name like you do, Kate, you um, you get your hands tied and you're done. I mean, um, it's all in God's hands after that. And so, if you can do, you know, supplements or whatever, uh, do some research on other things besides what the news puts out there, mm-hmm. the the big news media, right. um, and just to, just stay out of them because. Or as soon as your loved one goes in there, hire a lawyer right away because you're going to need them. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, well, it's it's yeah. bad. 
And I, I was so scared of what they could do to her with nobody knowing. And here you had a brand new baby and kids at home, and you're wondering if she's going to come out alive. That's excruciating. My biggest fear, and I'm going to try to say this without crying, my biggest fear was coming home and telling the kids that mommy can't come with me. Wow. I just, I can't even imagine. I really can't. Molly, would you like... But she is here. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Molly, was is there anything you'd like people to know? Just, um, if you find yourself in a situation, first of all, find the mental capacity to fight for whatever motivates you. If you have a spouse at home, children, grandchildren, you have to mentally fight through stuff. Right. Um, be an advocate for yourself as much as you can. Ask questions. Um, and, you know, just just keep pushing one day at a time, but you've, you've got to keep, you've got to keep pushing through it. Yeah. Um, I would say if you find yourself where you're getting sick, if we ever are back to a point where we went back to Wyoming and I first was diagnosed with viral pneumonia, mm-hmm. I knew from, from previous treatments, what they'd done. Don't let them just send you home. If you've got a symptom that needs treated, mm-hmm. talk to them about what they can do, because that's the thing is they're sending these patients home and they need, they need, they need care prior to going to the hospital. It's almost right. like they want to, to get you to the hospital to be admitted. And we need to fight that. Oh, amen to that. Dustin and Molly, thank you for sharing that. And I really appreciate you because it's not easy to do that. And I thank you for that. Please help this family. And really, a little goes a long way. I'm going to put the GoFundMe account right now on Facebook page and on show notes on the KateDallyShow.com. Please go and, and help them out. Just a little bit, even a little. Every little bit helps. And, and I really, you know, Godspeed to both of you. I really appreciate you telling your story. Thank you. God bless you, Thank you. Thank you. That was Molly and Dustin. And um, wow. Wow. I can't even tell you. Just duplicate that story about a thousand times. And that's what I've fielded in emails um, over the last month. Everybody have a good one. Be faithful. Be fearless out there. And I'll see you on Monday. Go to katedallyradio.com. Hi, guys. I just wanted to add one note to this podcast that didn't get covered in the podcast. Molly had told me that from day one in the ICU, she was given a number of a ventilator that was assigned to her. And that number stayed on her front door. In fact, the number was mes- uh, memorized um, by them. Uh, they saw it every day, and those that visited her saw it every day. A number of a ventilator that was already assigned to her. Can you even imagine that? It used to be done, you know, ventilators were end of life, like life support, not part of a treatment plan. Yet they assigned her her own ventilator by number from the moment she got into the ICU. If that isn't telling, I don't know what is. But I thank Molly for that piece of information. We didn't cover it in our hour, but I just wanted to let you guys know. Wow. (laughs) Just wanted to leave that with you. Thanks, you guys.